we're all about turning a crappy situation into something positive. A quarter million dollars of credit card I debt. I still remember the day when no one turned up. Throw it in the garbage and start from scratch. I could give myself a chance, so I started something. I mean, I think that counts as from poop to gold. <laughs> Our sponsor for this episode is our 14-day video script challenge. Yes, we are sponsoring our own show. Yes, we are. <laughs> Welcome back to From Poop to Gold. I'm your co-host, Benton Crane, CEO of Harmon Brothers. And I'm Daniel Harmon, Chief Creative Officer of Harmon Brothers. Many of you probably recognize the guests that we have here with us. We've got Devin Graham, also known as Devin Supertramp. Welcome to the show, Devin. Thanks for having me. This is it, guys. This is what it all comes down to. <laughs> this is it. You've made it. Finally. <laughs> so, Big break. So Devin is uh, um, he's a longtime friend. And uh, in fact, Devin and I, along with Jeff Harmon, were, were college roommates back in our BYU days. 11, 12 years ago-ish, yeah, back in the day. It's been a few years, hasn't it? So, uh, so we knew each other back when we were nobodies. And um, in fact, as Devin was uh, getting his start, he, uh, he oftentimes offered to you know, take photos for people and, and, and do stuff like that. And he offered to make a wedding video for my wife and me uh, just before we got married. Before wedding videos were all the craze. Yeah, like back then, no one really did wedding videos. No one knew what it was. I didn't shoot your guys' wedding though, did I? Uh, you shot our engagement. Okay, that's what yeah, it was. Yeah, you did okay. do photography with us, um, but uh, we didn't know what a wedding video was, and my wife was like, "That sounds cheesy," and so we turned we turned I'm him down. this out now. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, fast forward one year later, and Devin's like this superstar who the whole world knows Devin and is watching his videos, and my wife and I are looking at each other like we turned down a video by that guy. <laughs> I probably offered to do it for free, too. You did, you did. <laughs> that would have been good history. Guys, times change every once in a while. So, well, happy to have you on the show, Glad Devin. to be here. Uh, so we're gonna dive into your poop to gold journey. Awesome. Um, uh, but before we get started with that, most of, our, most of our listeners know who you are, but for those who don't, Give the quick background. Yeah. What, what is it that you do and, and, and why should people care? And how, how are we responsible for all of it? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, you guys are definitely responsible I am kidding. for a big part of it, guys. <laughs> no, being, don't go into that. Humble. I'm kidding. Every time I talk about my story, though, you don't always appear in the story, but Jeff always appears in sure, it. His, yeah. his brother. Yeah. Definitely a huge part of my, like, I'm not just saying that because these guys are here. Like, and I'm not saying it because I want them to feel good and special, but it is true. But yeah, I was going to college, going to film school. Like, that was the plan. I wanted to make big Hollywood movies. My roommate, Jeff Harmon, just happens to be Dan Harmon's brother. He was like, you should do YouTube videos. YouTube's going to be the next big thing. I'm thinking kind of a waste of time. I want to make real movies. And he was like, well, let's just shoot a couple of videos. And at that time was the whole aura brush thing. Yeah. Don't want to make people sick of that whole story because I'm sure people know that or a couple of people know it, right? But um, all, yeah, all the original aura brush videos were shot by Devin. Yep, so yep. I shot it around 25-ish. I mean, a lot of vlogs, all the commercials, everything. And I mean, we were doing these on like $200 budgets, if that. Yeah. We were just figuring it out. Like we, we didn't really know what we were doing. If we said we did know what we were doing, we did not know what we were doing. Like we were making it up <laughs> as we went. Like Jeff knew a lot but we were still making it up as we went like it, it was really cool like I look at it as like the when everyone was going the wild west where everyone was going to California during the gold rush it's kind of like making that like we got there in the early days before everyone else got there so for us it was just exciting it was the wild west of social media but definitely figuring it out um, and then once that happened Jeff was like you should do like your own YouTube channel like create your own videos and he was like 
He showed me this video on his, on his phone of a bike jump in Alpine of people launching off, very poorly shot, but it had millions of views. And he's like, why don't you do a video on this, good music, good cinematography, what you're known for, and just see what happens. So we did that video, I did that video with me and a couple friends, like nothing professional. Like I actually borrowed, the camera I filmed that on was borrowing the camera from AuraBrush mm, to shoot that video right. because I didn't own any camera gear. Like I was a poor college student, just used the AuraBrush camera and um, my friend's T2I camera, so very small production. Like no paid people, just post on Facebook, hey, come to a shoot, put it on YouTube and then it started getting millions and millions of views and it's created hundreds of opportunities from that first video. But it was like, we had this viral hit, but it's like, oh, people want it again and again. So then all of a sudden we started putting out content constantly. It was just, it's been a learning process, still learning, still making it up as I go even to this day. But um, it kind of all started, as far as me on social media, with Aura Brush and doing that first bike jump into a pond here in Alpine, Utah all on like zero dollar budgets, just us figuring it out. I remember you showing me the early cut of it. It was like, hey, we went up and shot this, just like you said. And I remember you showing like, hey, what do you think of this edit? And man, it's crazy, because when, when, it, when it went up, it was just like, holy mackerel, this thing is blowing up. And I remember us thinking to ourselves, this kid's gonna outgrow us so fast. <laughs> and sure enough, because at one point, like part of the story is Orabrush actually made you an offer to be a long time like committed employee, with, including shares in the company and everything, and you made the best decision of your life and said, to heck with you guys. <laughs> I don't know about the best, but they, they did sit me down. I think we went to Sushi, I can't remember where it was. Sat me down. Oh yeah, I, I remember now, because several companies, like Vivint came to me too and said, we'd love to give you this offer. You guys came to me as well, this offer. So there's all these incredible offers. And then I was like, and it wasn't really like about me, but I was like, what, what am I most passionate about? Yeah. And it was like, I'm just gonna create content that I'm really passionate about. So it wasn't like ditching Aura Brush. No, I Because I was always there, and they were always there too. Like even though we kind of went different paths, like whenever, especially within those first couple years of me doing content on YouTube, it was, I was always sending you guys edits and saying like, do you think this is a good thumbnail? Is this a good title? Like you guys were constantly like, even to this day, if I have like questions, you guys are there helping. So it's been awesome. Like I'm just grateful for that. Like everyone's kept like level headed. No one's gotten <laughs> egos that are higher than others. Just like, we're just here to help each speak other. Speak for yourself. And, well, yeah, speaking just, for myself. <laughs> yes, hopefully we've all stayed grounded to some degree. But yeah, definitely. But it's, it's been a learning process. But yeah, it's, it's been exciting just seeing everyone's careers from that like time period yeah. of like, I mean, for me, it was like Jeff saying, YouTube's gonna be huge, social media's gonna be huge, and like going with that and just seeing where it's gone. So one of the things that I remember so distinctly about that time period with you is being able to see the way that your brain worked, meaning I, I, I think you have a brain that fires really fast and is very visionary, and this is all compliments, by the way, um, and what was crazy to me was when we watched you start to do the YouTube videos, it just felt like your talent was inevitable, right? At least from our perspective, it was yeah. just like, this kid's just gonna blow up in one way or another. Like he's, he's, gonna, like, he, he's gonna make it regardless of how he makes it, it's gonna happen. And so when, when you did turn down the offer and we saw what start, started to happen on, you know, on YouTube and everything, it was just like, oh yeah, it was just a matter of time for us. At least that was, yeah. that was our perspective of because you were just such a visionary genius behind behind the camera, and it even took years before you started to actually go in front of the camera yourself, right? Yep. I try and avoid it at all costs, guys, <laughs> just so you guys know, like me in front of the camera, but that was one of the things as far as establishing the brand, is like we were getting millions of views on our videos, but no one was connecting it with anybody 
or anything. So that's when I was like, okay, if we want to take this to the next level. It was a stylistic brand, yeah. but it didn't have a face yeah, brand it wasn't behind face. it. And right? all of YouTube was all based on personality driven, all face. And for me, I'm not like, look at me, this and that. Like for me, it's just like, I just want to go out and create content. But if I want to stay on social media, and get to the next level, I had to also be a face, a personality. Um, so for me, we started behind the scenes YouTube channel. It's called it Devin Graham, just my first and last name. And that was because Jeff suggested like brand it with who you are. That's right. Um, so I did that and then from there, then I feel like that's when we started consistently getting brand deals because I was like, okay, we can create a product for Subaru or Ford, but we can also talk about the product on our behind the scenes where we can actually push the company. So a lot of brands, they gravitated to that. So it gave us an advantage because we had also started that second channel. Yeah. Okay, so um, so, so that gives a little bit of a background, right, of, yeah. of, of where you've come from. But talk us through, along that journey, somewhere along the way, you hit a poop moment where things were just terrible. Talk to us about one of those moments and what was happening. What did it feel like? So I say those poop moments happen every other month, <laughs> roughly. We'll just pick one month I'll then. One month <laughs> no. uh, I'm trying to think of like the month. Um, I just feel there's been a lot of, I'm trying to think of like an exact video, but I feel like we've done over 300 videos on our YouTube channel. I'd say about 150 of those are failures as far as like social media goes. Um, one of my first ones is like, okay, I was successful on YouTube. The money I've made on this, it was, it was $14,000. I'm gonna put all my money into this project. Um, I'm gonna get a big YouTuber, Freddie Wong, Freddie W, who's kind of a big thing back then. Um, I wanna do something with World War II vehicles. Oh, this stolen with the so, cameras. Yeah, um, with cameras, we got tank, like real World War II tanks, Jeeps. I put in all our money, we did real explosions. Like I was so excited about this, got a big YouTuber to come down and be a part of it. Launched it on YouTube and it completely bombed. Every comment was like, this is an awful video. And I, I felt so embarrassed. Like I just wanted to roll in a ball and, and like never create again. Uh, but every comment was so negative. All the, I mean, so many dislikes over the likes. I just wanted to give up. So for me, like that was one of the big moments earlier on within like the first year and a half of creating something and completely bombing. I was like, I'm done making movies. Like that's how I felt. And I was like, I don't want these other YouTubers to see that I did this video and that it bombed because that I'm a bad storyteller, I'm a bad filmmaker. So for me, that was like a very poopy moment. Um, but with all poopy moments, you can always come out of those poopy moments, right. you know? So then I was like, okay, this is awful. This is not ideal, but I'm just gonna go out. I, I spent all the money that I have made, but I'm just gonna go out, zero dollar budget again, and just create content that I'm excited about. And then over a couple weeks, a um, couple months, it was able to take off again. But I, I feel I have so many of those moments where I put a lot of, usually the more money and time I put into something, it bombs <laughs> a lot more. So I feel like that's where I hit the, the poopy moments, but it's like, those are the things I'm most excited about. But my, my happiness, and this is bad to say, like it is partially based off of how a video performs. Yeah, you've told me this from the beginning, like your perception of how much you like a video is all yeah. based on like how, how it performs. Like you look back on it and be like, okay. Yeah. Cause you might feel great about it as you're creating it, right? Yep. So, so th some of the stuff I'm most proud of performs the worst and then I hate it and I want to have no association with it. <laughs> and the videos that I'll shoot in a day with no work, good examples, we did a big Pokemon Go video when Pokemon Go like blew up. Yeah. We just did it last minute, called a couple of my friends, hey, be in this video, we're shooting tomorrow, I'm gonna turn around in two days. The video got like 27 million views on YouTube, like blew up, but there was no thought process. Like it wasn't something I was like proud of, like this is my reel, I'm gonna show everybody. You just caught but the wave. We just caught the wave. So it was just kind of rolling with the, the punches and, and figuring it out. Yeah, 
I mean, it's so funny to hear that because it's the same way about our campaigns. We obviously, as the campaigns have more and more success, yep. we feel better and better towards those campaigns. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but as if they like, even if we feel like it's an incredible work of art, right when we're publishing it and putting it out there, if it doesn't do as well, it's like, eh, we didn't, we could have done better there, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Absolutely. But, but we've also had those ones like Devin was talking about where you're putting it out there and you're like, yeah, I don't really have much expectations for this one, but you know, whatever, put it out there. And, and then up. all of a sudden it blows up and you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this we, is good stuff. Yeah, we were geniuses. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, the biggest thing I think with that is just like always create and always put out that content because you will see that there's audiences for different ones. Mm -hmm. And I mean, some of my biggest opportunities have been from videos that the, um, they didn't get a lot of views, but their production value was really high. So other opportunities became because of those, those videos I had done. So for me, it's, it's been this really interesting, like, okay, this didn't create the opportunity I thought it would create, but like a year later, it creates something much bigger. Yeah. So it's been fun and exciting kind of seeing that play out. It proved yourself in another way to a different kind of brand. That you didn't expect. Who then later approached you and you exactly. got more work. It's awesome. So it's like, don't give up because something doesn't do what you wanted then because it will create an opportunity down the road. Especially if it's something that's genuinely good. Uh -huh. So it's like, that's why we try and focus, like we can put out a lot of content, but every so often, like once every other month, we try and create something we're really proud of. Now, you're in this fast moving world of social media, right? So the world kind of changes every few months, every year, whatever it is. Have you had to reinvent yourself a few times along the way? Yes, I would say every six months, there's a massive shift in algorithm. Like we have to, to stay in the game, we have to play the game. I hate to say that, but that's just the way it is. Um, so for us, like two years ago, and it's because of Dan, you suggested like, okay, make all your videos square and vertical on Facebook. Like that will be huge, like fill up that real estate. Yeah, we did that. I, and I said, cut out your long intros and go straight to the- So we made all the, the changes yeah. you suggested. So yeah. listen to up. this guy, it, it blew up for us. Like we were getting like, he was like, I guarantee you get like four times more views. Like we're getting more than four times as many views because of the suggestions we got from Dan. And then, I mean, our Facebook ended up blowing up where we went from like 2 million followers to like 5 million followers. Some months we were getting over a billion views on Facebook. Um, so for us, like it was huge, exciting. That was just blowing up and then within like the last year, all of a sudden it was literally like a switch on Facebook turned off and all of a sudden we go from 200 million views on some of our videos to 10,000 views. You know, like it was that big of a shift. You can instantly tell that like something changed. So things are always changing on social media and like originally it's like I don't want, I just want to create what I want to create. But it's like you can try, you can create what you want to create, but you just have to kind of play it a different way. So it's, it's been hard for us figuring out what that looks like because it's changing so much that we're constantly changing how we approach every project. How we do is like, hey, what worked this month is probably not gonna work next month. So it's a game, you gotta play it, stay in it. What what, what things are you relying on right now? Because obviously you have YouTube. Yep. Um, you've got Facebook, but like you said right now, that's, that's not a huge factor. Yep. Instagram, is that still a big one for you? Um, so, I mean, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, our biggest shift now, especially just because of the coronavirus kind uh -huh. of changing the way, like everything we do is international. Like okay. we were supposed to be in Japan, Uzbekistan, LA, like all within the last couple of months, Cambodia all got canceled. So for us, we've had to play the game again, not just because of the algorithm, but just because of the state of the world. So one of our big shifts is like, hey, we have over 300 videos all filmed in 4K and 8K resolution. Let's start another YouTube channel, all focused on stock footage only. Okay, cool. So a lot Smart. of videos that are like peaceful, hour-long videos, 
peaceful music. So we just launched that a couple days ago. Okay. Visual Escapes is what, uh -huh. what it's called. And then um, we're meeting, we already met with Adobe this morning about like getting all our stock footage on their website. So it's like, oh, yeah. we're just doing different things that we can do while still staying like safe and home in our office yeah. and still create content. So like that's one of our big pushes that we've we've shipped out. We haven't seen like the benefit of that yet, just because. But we're doing all the back end stuff but you to get it somewhere. ready to do something. Well, one suggestion I would have is you've got so many great little moments in your video, so so many visually um, action packed kind of moments. Um, is just repurposing little bits of it and throwing it up on TikTok. I would I would recommend giving that. Yeah, the reason we were slow on TikTok is because I went to claim our name and it was already taken. Uh, and then I was like, I don't want to build up another name. But then we ended up contacting TikTok and say, just build up a random one, and then we can get your account once you get more followers. So okay. we just started on the TikTok okay, thing because cool. I know that's like the the, the next big craze. Because yeah, yeah. it used to be Instagram was huge for us, but now it's like Instagram's a completely different game now too yeah. for us. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I would agree one hundred percent. Like TikTok's like the next big thing, especially everyone now is on TikTok. Yeah. I don't want to be on TikTok because I just spent so much time building up all these other platforms. <laughs> no. But we had to play the game and stay in the game. That's right. Now, talk to us about like long-term vision. So we know you're a super ambitious guy and you have big goals, big ambitions, big dreams. Can you share it? Can you give us a window in on any of that? Yeah, so it would definitely be longer form content that we want to create. Um, mm -hmm. we, we spent a lot of time developing a big show for YouTube Red, um, like their big like long form content. That ended up getting canceled kind of last minute after we'd done like the first script. So it was kind of like a, a hit. So then it was like, hey, let's shift to do longer form content. Like ideal goal like 10 years from now, five years from now, would be creating content for people like Netflix or for Hulu. Like that idea of creating the next Stranger Things to me is super exciting. Something episodic, or, episodic something, or something serial, longer form, longer form, or or some sort of a feature. Yeah, maybe. that'd be like the long term goal. How we're going to get there right now? Keep in mind, we're making this as we go because we haven't gotten there yet. But yeah. like what we focus on right now is we just launched a thing called um, Filmmaker Challenge, where we give ourselves challenges and we're kind of documenting and showing it on our behind the scenes channel. Where we're like, hey, we need to create a short film. We need to feature toilet paper. We need to feature an iPhone. We, need, we have to shoot it on iPhone. And we give ourselves that challenge of creating that story. So right now, we're trying to focus on telling smaller stories, like good narrative stories in a short time frame. And then we're kind of sharing that with us. But the hope is that's going to make us better storytellers. So when we create those opportunities to do stuff on Netflix, we already have all this huge kind of resume of things that we've done as far as the narrative stuff goes. Cool. Uh, so Devin, where can our listeners find out more about that challenge? Yeah, so if you just go to YouTube, type in Team Super Tramp, we'll pop right up. And then the videos, we've already done five of them. We've already shot 17 of them. But yeah, each week there's several videos just us taking on challenges of how to become better filmmakers. I love the idea of creating within those restraints because some of the best creativity comes when you're not allowed to go out of bounds in certain areas. Yeah, well, I think the biggest thing for us is, is like, we're always like, we want to do the big, big project. So we'll spend five months developing it and we only create one project within that five months. So now, I mean, just within the last month, we've created about 15 different projects, all from like horror films to comedy films. So I feel we're pushing ourselves in a lot of different ways that we normally would never have those opportunities. So it's, it's been a really awesome experience for us. Like I feel, a lot happier this year compared to last year because I'm creating so much more. Oh, okay. Just keeping those yeah, juices it just, flowing. It's creating constantly and I feel we're, we've become such better filmmakers just within the last couple months. I'm, I'm realizing um, all my weaknesses a lot more because we're creating constantly. Mm, very so cool. So it's showing what we're good at and what we're bad at. What, where do you go to get your ideas? Um, a lot of my ideas come from Instagram and from Facebook. Just okay. scrolling down. Um, a lot of our ideas come from trends. 
So jump onto Google Trends. You taught me that as well. Half of everything I know on social media I learned from Dad. <laughs> Little shout out I wasn't there. fishing for that, for the uh, record. But a lot of that stuff is also just based off of, too, just what we're passionate and excited about. Uh, a project we did a couple months ago was a big Zelda fan film. And a guy on our team, Zane, he's really passionate about Zelda, as I am as well. But it was like, let's just do a big fan film that we're really excited about, that we're passionate about, and spend the next three months working on that project. And that's where that one came out of. So each one comes from like these kind of different places. It's mm -hmm. awesome. Devin, so much of our audience are marketers and entrepreneurs and quite a few filmmakers as well. If you had to identify one or maybe two tips that you would give to our audience, what would those tips be? So one of the first ones would be create as much different kinds of content as possible and just put it out there. Um, especially if you're just starting off. It's a little harder if you're like a super well-established company. You can't take as is crazy of risk, but I feel like with what we're doing, with what we're seeing, is we'll do something on left field, then we'll go to right field that are completely different. Um, and then sometimes some of those will get picked up and then we can develop those even more. So I think just the more things you can put out there, even if it's not perfect, I think that's a big problem with a lot of people is like, I'm not gonna release this until it's absolutely perfect. Like when you can, make it perfect. But if you just like, you're just struggling just to get by and trying to figure out the structure of it all, the more you can create and put it out there just to see what gets picked up, um, it's been a huge learning process for us. But, but essentially, create in order to experiment, right? Don't be afraid to experiment with it. Yeah, I think that's and, great. And done is more important than perfect. Yes. Exactly, because some of our most successful projects have been projects that came together last minute, we put them out there and blew up, and then other opportunities came out of that. Yep. The other one is do not ever feel comfortable. Um, as far as like what works this month will change next month. So you have to be willing to be adaptable. Like I think that's a huge part of surviving on social media is you have to constantly change. Don't get comfortable with one thing because what works this month will not work next month. Um, and then I think the biggest thing for me right now, like with what I'm experiencing just with our team, COVID-19, is um, one of my friends is like, this too shall pass. It's like you'll have success. You'll have this moment where you're just going to crush it. But you're also gonna have these moments where nothing works, and that's okay because that will eventually pass. The good times will pass, the bad times will pass, but eventually those good times will happen again. So for me, that's like what's kind of gotten me through a lot of what's going on is like, we've had moments where we've had success, we're gonna have those moments again. Right now we're just at kind of like that downside, but we're gonna hit it and we're gonna, we're, we're gonna make it work. Like for me, that's what like gets me excited again, knowing like there's that potential. We've seen it before, it's gonna happen again. So this too shall pass. Um, let, let me dive into that for just a minute, because so oftentimes on this podcast, we're always talking about the crappy hard times in past tense. But is it fair to say that because of the whole COVID-19 thing and everything, all your projects that have been canceled, is it fair to say that you're in the middle of one of those crappy times right now? Yeah, I say we're in the poop right now, <laughs> so, figuratively and literally. <laughs> yes. We just had a baby, so we're dealing with that. <laughs> but I mean, for me as a creator, and I, I came on the video a couple weeks ago, just saying like, this is the, one of the hardest things we have ever gone through as a company, um, like hands down. And I was like, I can't even imagine it getting worse as far as just dealing with the business side of things. Yeah. You know, so for us, it's, it's been poopy, but it's also been exciting in the, in the sense that, okay, normally we'd be so busy on all these other pro branded projects that we couldn't focus on our own projects. 
the last two months, that's all we've focused on. Yeah. Normally, we wouldn't have those opportunities. And, and who knows if those will take off, but the hope is they will. But yeah. we won't know until six months from now we do another follow-up podcast. I'd love to say, like, this passed. We crushed it. But it was a very tough time that it's a lot of the unknowns. Like, I don't know what it's going to be like three months from now. Are we going to have all of a sudden those jobs are going to open up? Probably not. So we're, we're, we're figuring out and changing based on what we're experiencing firsthand. But at least you're experimenting, and that makes you feel alive, even if some of that stuff is going to hit the wall and just drop off, yeah, right? Most of it will hit the wall and drop off. <laughs> yeah. But there's going to be one thing that sticks, and then the next five months, we're going to crush it. That's right. Yep. So it's just it's figuring out that, that one thing. But if we don't try a lot of things, if we only put our, all our eggs in one basket in one movie, and that fails, then we've failed completely. But if we try 10 different movies, and one of them succeeds, now we have a franchise in this. So that's what we're, we're going for. Well, thank you for coming on our show, Devin. Thanks, we, we Thanks really, for having me. Yeah. It's like yeah, old times, time. guys. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, such a pleasure to have you on. Uh, you've got so much experience, so much wisdom, and we're grateful that you came to share that with us and with our audience. So uh, once again, thank you. For those of you who don't already follow Devin, make sure to go follow Devin Supertramp, uh, particularly on YouTube, but all the other social platforms as well, right? Yep. Devin Supertramp on YouTube, across social media, you'll, you'll find us. Some great stuff, some awesome content. Some of the, I think some of the funnest videos on the internet. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. Remember to subscribe for more great content coming up and we'll see you on the next one. We all kind of reach that point where we know we've created something awesome and we want to share it with the world, right? Mm -hmm. And it's that very next step that can oftentimes be really intimidating or really scary or you just don't know where to go next, right? And the beautiful thing about this 14-day script challenge is you get your hand held from, okay, you have this cool product, now let's go research and find the exact way to present it and message it to the world in a way that resonates and gets people excited and they're ready to swipe their credit card and purchase. And in the 14-day script challenge, you get the opportunity to go through that step-by-step -step with our writers who have done it dozens and dozens of times. Yeah, you actually watch us go through each of the steps ourselves and create it with a real client, a real product, and um, it's a real campaign that's out there that's been very successful. That's right. And the feedback that we've had on this thing has just been phenomenal. I mean, we get comment after comment and emails flowing in from people all over the world who have just uh, raved about the impact that this has had on their business. People tell us over and people tell us over and over again it is just a huge value punch for the investment for this 14-day script challenge and and really gave them the tool set they needed to walk through it and make it happen. And we've had um, we've had dozens of students who have successfully taken the challenge, written their script, launched their ad campaigns, and driven success for their business. It's pretty amazing. For more information, go to hbros.co slash script. That's hbros.co slash script.